Welcome back into the Royals Farm Report. My name is Joel Penfield, joined as always by Alex Duvall and Josh Kaiser. What's up, guys? Oh, hi. Not much. You guys are really electric, good at this whole intro thing. I tonight, really baby. appreciate you guys. I give you a softball <laughs> just to get started, and you guys just screw me over there. Okay. And that uh, could go a lot of direct- I don't know if that's a softball that you think it is, because that could I go a lot, tr- of, lot of directions. Yeah, you could have taken it in any direction. You chose to do nothing. Well, I got something yeah, but, to say. But okay. we're men. It's like we have to have, like I tell my wife this sometimes, we have to have options, directions, choices. Like if my wife, at, well, actually, sometimes it goes the other way too. Like just the older you get, it's like, what do you want to go for dinner? Uh, do you want to go to Applebee's or Chili's? I can make that. Uh, that's an easy decision. Like I can make a decision between one, two, or three. But you you throw the softball too high, and it's just like my brain it just freezes. And right now, getting through a case of the cabin fever, a little case of the quarantines, and my brain is just like I've been watching Will Smith movies for two days, and I'm just. <laughs> Totally <laughs> okay, so what's the best Will Smith movie? I don't know. I okay, so I have I'm usually really good at differentiating like my favorite things and the best things. Like I acknowledge that Will Smith is probably not the best actor ever, but he is my favorite actor ever. I love Will Smith. I love the movie I Am Legend for some reason. Like I love like The Walking Dead was one of my favorite shows ever. Like the idea, I love. Uh, if you've ever seen the show Alone, it's they take these people, drop them off in the middle oh, of nowhere. They have nothing good. Well, not nothing, but they have almost nothing. Good luck. You're on your own. See how long you can last. Last man standing wins. I don't know. I why just I got like, turned like on that. to that show like oh, maybe dude. a month or two ago and just yes. crushed that season. Loved it. It was. I love survival shows and they do yes. it the exact right way. Yes, and so I love to watch movies and shows like that because it's like okay. Where did he mess up? It's like, how do you do differently? Like, if I'm ever put in this situation, what are some notes I can take here? And, you know, just to make sure I'm going to survive. And obviously that would never happen. I, I would hope, but it's the it's the idea of it. And so I love I Am Legend for that reason. But I think his best movie is probably The Pursuit of Happiness. We can get that to that one. later on. Yeah, that it's good. so good. And didn't they get matched up with Ali in the in the tweets that you're putting out? I mean, it was Dude, the, that is not Rotten a fun Tomato game. scores were trash. They're sure. absolute garbage. They, I mean, the old Clearing Waivers podcast had a whole game about just we just belittle the critic scores on that <laughs> on that show. So we can get to Will Smith a little bit later. That's what I've been doing for two days. <laughs> well, it's it can't. No Rotten Tomato score could be bad enough for that god awful beer chug from Tyreek Hill at the NHL All Star Game over Pro Bowl weekend. That how many was, ounces got in his mouth? It, like at least uh, three. At least three. Got into his mouth or stayed in there because whatever it did, did just fell right back out after he was done. And then it's not like I hate how I mean it's one thing to be like okay the the camera has panned on uh, somebody in the crowd just enjoying their game. They just happen to have two beers. Okay, that's fine. That's planted. Here we go. Bakhtiari is going to down to both these beers and say let's go a lot. Great. That's a fan endearing. That's good stuff. But this lady, she was interviewing Tyreek Hill about the race that he that he threw and then he wanted to challenge Usain Bolt and she's like oh you want to do something else at that point I'm out like you're already like this is too real the fourth wall has been broken don't do anything because we clearly know what you're doing and then there was the worst like quote-unquote stone cold chug ever ever recorded ever and then he just sat there like 
oh no, I'm so cold and I'm covered in beer. Now what? <laughs> so he says, I feel great, baby. It's like, I, I, it's just, it was just desperate in my opinion. And I hated every second of it. That's the problem with staged stuff like that is if you're not an actor, it is really hard to stage it. It's the best moments are always when it comes out of the blue and you're just winging it. hundred percent. Those are the, those are 100% the best moments we had. Yeah. I, I won't, I was getting to tell a story. I definitely should not tell you, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's but, always, I mean, the, it's, it's kind of a fine line too. Is like just one thing can throw off like a perfectly staged and planted beer chug. Like on the on the jumbotron and stuff, you could pull them off. Back to Yari, the 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 offensive lineman for the the Titans that did the Predators game a few years ago. Oh, Taylor like yeah, yeah. He was losing off a dead fish. Loved it. That was, I mean, that's staged and electric. But when you're that desperate and it's just so, ugh, just I mean, no, if we're if we're being fair, the Chiefs aren't used to going to the Pro Bowl and like needing to do things like that because they're preparing for the Super Bowl. So this is the first time they've really gotten to have fun like in their off season ends early in quite a while. So I'm going to give it a pass for that reason. And that reason only, I think, I think uh, athletes should always be aware of trying to force things is not the right answer. Is that, is there an, never mind. My rotten tomato score for that beer jug. It was a two. It's a little aggressive. It's a little little aggressive. It was, it was desperate and I hated it. It was almost like the beer was bouncing off of itself. Like off going the down other yeah. beer and missing his face. Yeah. Almost, yeah. That was, well, he was I, like, he, he hulked those cans. Like <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen him spray out with such force. I mean, great kudos to you, Tyree kill for your grip strength, but sweet Jesus on that beer chug, just leave it to the pros. You would think with grip strength like that, he'd have better hands. Ugh. <laughs> oh boy. And everybody takes a drink. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We are a baseball podcast here. Uh, <laughs> That's the Kermit the Frog meme if I've ever seen one. Pretty good for a podcast, let me tell you. The, in a, yeah, we're, we're audio only and we are uh, describing the visuals of a Zoom call. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Just, audio, just visual bits for days. Of course. So we are a baseball podcast here. Let's at least have some topic here before we just have some shenanigans because I'm at my wits end with the lockout and I'm trying, I'm tired of trying to force baseball talk, at least for the next little bit uh, before we know anything about what the minor league season is going to be, which thankfully we will still have regardless of whatever goes on in major league baseball, because our commissioner doesn't give a damn about the sport. Anyways, the big issue regarding the minor league season is the fact that it, you have, we'll have the minor league season. That's great, but guys on the 40 man roster are affected and they can't play. So likely that affects guys in triple a, a few double a guys here and there, but that's like Nick Prado, MJ Melendez, who got added to the 40 uh, guy like John Heasley, Jackson Coar, guys that could use a little bit of seasoning in triple a. They're not gonna be able to play. And I'm sure there's others here. Those are just the main guys that I thought of, but Josh, I know, I know you had, you kind of wanted to take the reins on this a little bit, but how do you think this is going to affect things? And what could the Omaha, roster look like with some of these guys on the 40 not able to play until things get sorted out between the PA and uh, the owners well like you said that the part about those guys that just got added like the the Prados and the Melendezes and they're coming off you know really good momentous seasons and you kind of want to carry that momentum as best you can I mean those dudes are probably off doing their own work and doing you know trying to carry it over as much as they can while they're also resting but you gotta you gotta start to kind of think is like if this kind of does drag it on a little bit longer season starts 
uh, we missed the opening day deadline type of stuff. And there is a shortened season. You kind of do wonder about their development a little bit because they're not seeing live action type of thing. Uh, but I did want to kind of take a look. I was kind of looking at the Omaha uh, Storm Chasers rosters to see, you know, kind of a little preview of what they could kind of be showing and who could they could be missing on this 40 man roster. So I just kind of sat down and kind of started taking a, you know, a wild guess at, uh, you know, who it could be, um, what, it, what the roster could look like. And then, then you start to kind of think about, you know, th- that all could change tomorrow or a week into the season or a month into the season or at halfway through the season or something. So you kind of start to wonder, like, did you stint the growth of these guys that got called up because they just needed bodies and they're in the system type of thing. So it, it's kind of an interesting balance as to where this lockout's kind of leaving those dudes that uh, weren't on the 40 man or just did get on the 40 man and kind of where that all kind of affects. So I started kind of looking a little bit about the possibility of that Omaha storm chasers roster. And I kind of wanted to bring it to the table to talk about, to see what you guys kind of thought about it. You guys want me to just see, you guys want me to throw in who I think it is here? Yeah, go for it, man. I, I, you, you wanted to take the reins. You had, you, you're, you did more research than Alex and I. So yeah, go for it. We'll, we'll bounce off from there. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I don't want to start with catcher, even though it's kind of where I usually start with this type of stuff. Cause I got a little surprise maybe for those catching uh, options there uh, with Melendez and Sebastian Rivero, both on the 40 man. They can't obviously start behind the plate. There's Freddie Fer- Furman who did get exposure to triple a pitching last year. Um, you know, he's hit, he hit pretty well in double A, but I feel like he is definitely a fixture in that in that roster for sure. But I kind of started looking at some of those uh, free agents that might be interested in some minor league contracts. And what about Chance Cisco? Any any takers for a 27 year old? Maybe maybe you could sell him on maybe a rebound uh, role that could eventually turn into a backup behind Salvi type of thing. Maybe you could DH a little bit there in Omaha. Chance Cisco. I haven't heard that name in years. That's, yep. Yeah, that's a, was a Orioles legend, Chance Cisco. If I got it yep. right, Orioles legend, Chance Cisco. <laughs> I mean, you're obviously not expecting much from him, but I mean, I feel like he could still, you know, be convinced to fill a roster spot off the forty man to kind of prove that he could still be worthy of a backup role. His bat is still fine? Question mark. Um, so you're kind of opposite of what Cam Gallagher is doing up there, but maybe you can convince him to come. Uh, sit behind the plate for a little bit in Omaha. Did he get cut? Is he a hundred percent sure a free agent? I'm pretty sure. I was looking on the, both the fan graphs, uh, free agent tracker and the uh, MLB trade rumors. I was say, cause he got, he went and played for the Mets a little bit. Um, yep. And he had yeah, a really I, good, decent season in AAA for the Mets last year. I could see it. I could see that being like a flyer anyway, because if you think about the guys who are going to be there, this year, it's like you said, Melendez and Rivero with Gallagher and Salvi, the big leagues in some capacity. Don't expect Melendez to be there forever. Um, and, and, and then your guys behind that, like the guys. So if you think about this from like the perspective of who was in double A and high A last year, it was Fermin, it was Logan Porter, Logan Hancock. Who else caught at double A? I, I'm, I mean, after Melendez left, I'm not even. Like you, you don't even have like prospects there really, and, and I don't mean any disrespect. Freddie Fermin has been a warrior for the organization. Logan Porter, Logan Hancock, both been is it is it Logan Hancock or is it? Now I think of Emerson for some reason. That ain't right. Um, Will Hancock. Yeah. Okay. William Hancock. That's right. That's right. William Hancock. Though I mean, no disrespect. You're not those those not real prospects, right? And then your next prospect. 
quote unquote, after that would be like Kale Imshoff, who we expect to probably start in high A, maybe double A with a great spring. Do you throw Kale Imshoff all the way to triple A? You could. Like, I, I think he could handle it defensively and offensively. He's going to run into some home runs and you could send him right back to high double A AA afterwards anyway. So, but if you didn't want to send Kale Imshoff all the way, Chance Cisco would be a very fair uh, name to throw out there. Say, hey, come catch for us, Triple A. Uh, wait it out. Let's just see what happens. I think that's a more than reasonable um, flyer to take. Although, think about it. If he got cut, it's probably not a problem. If you have a minor league deal, I'm trying to think, because he only has three years of service time. But if he got a minor league deal, he'd be fine. So yeah, I mean that'd be. That, that's exactly the type of flyer you'd want to take if you were going to take one. Yep. Especially if you're committing to MJ Melendez, you know, testing his waters to see where else he could play outside of outside of catcher. I mean, that would be another route to kind of alleviate that and allow that to happen. So I thought it was, I thought it was at least a decent option. And then people talked about Cam Gallagher potentially having trade value. If that's the case, go see what you can get for him. And then uh, throws Chance Cisco up there once the lockout ends, and then you can Melendez goes right behind the plate with Fermin there as a bench catcher. So I think it could potentially work as if it's not Cisco, then there are other uh, potential minor league deal free agents that could be had, and maybe you can't even convince Cisco to join the <laughs> join the roster at that rate with the with all things considered. But I don't know, it's all hypothetical anyways, and. I don't Whatever. think it's a terrible idea. I see where it's where you're, where you're going with it, but at the end of the day, I would much rather not take away at bats from MJ Melendez in any capacity. Sure. That's the, I think that's the biggest thing. And I know, you know, if he's he's on the 40s, so we can't play in AAA. But I know you talked about getting, you know, Cisco maybe having an opportunity as a third catcher on the roster or something. I don't if because that in that scenario that means you're keeping MJ Melendez down for a guy that's had enough at bats in big leagues to know. He's not a great big league. Not it. I would much rather give those at best MJ Melendez than chances go. But I, but I see the like the process of what you're going for. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. As far as this exercise goes, MJ Melendez does not, does not exist. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> we are the Royals organization and anybody on the 40 man does not exist in our, on our lives. Uh, so that's kind of where I was headed with the, uh, the catching position there in Omaha. Then let's kind of work it around the the infield here with uh, first base, obviously is Vinny P. Italian breakfast, definitely man in that with both Prado and O'Hearn uh, on that 40 man. It means if Vinny's got his chance to stretch his legs there at first base, which I'm very interested in. Uh, Bobby Wood Jr. obviously uh, is going to be fitting into that infield as well. I'm going to put him at third base, though. I think that's kind of where they're going to eventually fit him in anyways. And if they need to get some more work, it's just another chance for him to potentially get some action there at the hot corner. And then I got Yvonne Castillo. They got 26-year-old free agent, minor league contract signing, debuted for the Padres last year, switch hitter. He's, you know, has got his average K rate and walk rates, makes pretty good contact, but he's not going to be hitting for power, and he's not very, you know, not going to steal a lot of bags. So not your prototypical Dayton Moore shortstop, but still kind of fits a little bit of what, you know, they're kind of looking for, and it potentially could fill, you know, a uh, second base and third base utility role down the road for the big league club. And then shortstop, I got Clay Dungan. Everybody's raving about his defense, had a pretty solid uh, year at the plate in double-A last year. So it'd be kind of a jump, a jump up from there. Um, but he could definitely start out in triple-A anyways as a 26-year-old with a 107 WRC plus in double-A last year. So that's who I got as a starter infield there. Your thoughts? I think Dungan and Witt are your locks. I'm trying to think of 
who else could play the hot corner if they wanted it to be someone else? Could be Gabriel Cancel. Oh yeah, there you go. So Gabriel Cancel, second base or third base, depending on what you yeah, think about. Yeah, between him. between Cancel, Dungan, and Bobby Witt Jr., you've got an infield there. So yeah. bare bones. You uh, like to mention Devon Castillo uh, could easily slide in there as well. So yeah, there you go. I'm trying to think of anybody. And I also got kind of a fill up a DH role, but also a backup first baseman, Ronald Guzman, uh, also potentially on a minor league contract. Oh, from the Rangers, big the Ronnie Rangers, Guzman, twenty-seven okay. years old, four seasons and good raw power, but K's are a big problem. Um, so that he dude, play backup first base and maybe a little outfield, maybe. I watched him take BP on a backfield in spring training one year because of the Royals and Rangers share a share a complex. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, like it's. I don't know. It's not quite Suli and like the way that Suli Matias can hit 450 foot bombs to the opposite field, but Ronald Guzman's pull side power is some of the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like it just, the ball flies. And it's not like one of those screaming line drive types of BP. It is just like bombs away, 400 feet long, 400 feet in the air. It's just like God almighty. Like if he, if he competed in the home run derby with big league rules, he'd only get five or six swings off because he hits him so high in the air. <laughs> like it's just, it's a swing that is very loft oriented. And I would be a fan because in Omaha, he might hit 40 home runs. Yeah. I mean, he might go full Ryan McBroom and just try to lead the league. Like that would be fun. I really yeah, think lead, that, yeah. lead the league into a, uh, a contract in the KBO or MPB or wherever uh, Ryan yeah. McBroom ended up. Oh yeah. But no, I, I don't. I don't have too much to add other than that. I kind of echo your guys' sentiments here. Uh, I think you have a pretty well locked down infield with Vinny and Wit. Vinny and Wit, the lineup probably back to back. If I had to guess, I mean that's that's pretty fun. Um, I can't think of like very many AAA lineups that would have a better middle of the order because yep. most of your best prospects are on the forty, and if they're not, I mean, how close are some most people's best prospects to AAA without being on the forty? Mm-hmm. Like is Julio Rodriguez on the forty? I don't think so. I don't believe so. Okay, no. so yeah, he'll be in trouble. But like, like you're you're talking about, excuse me, a rare air there with Wit and Rodriguez of of like Adley's on the is Adley on the forty even? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they to, did hit put him on the forty. They yeah. had to this year because it would have been nineteen twenty twenty one. No. Him and but Whit I think they, the I think they might. I still think they might have. Don't I won't. No, I don't quote me did. on it, but I think they did because I think he's going to debut this year. I can double check here. Oh, he's going to debut this year for sure. It's just, yeah, it's really a matter of roster when, management how mu- and how much they want to, yeah, how much they want to game it. Um, he is not on the forty. Hmm. Wow! So your three best prospects in baseball would all be playing at AAA to start the season. That'd be cool. That'd be actually a really good opportunity at minor league baseball and major league baseball that way should market the hell out of that. I don't think Major League Baseball is missing time. If they miss some time, and it's AAA to start the year, April 5th, they should market the hell out of Bobby Witt Jr., Adley Rutschman, Julio Rodriguez. Now, will they? Probably not, because their heads are so far inserted that they probably can't <laughs> see like the, the field in front of them, but, you know. I, well, that's, what kind of, that's what kind of inspired all this, is I think the Storm Chasers did say something to that effect. Like, we we still have plenty of baseball. We plan to pull, start playing baseball on the uh, designated day. So, I, I I mean, they're at least 
trying to market that stuff. And it was a picture of Bobby Witt Jr. taking BP. So so MLB Network probably can't air that game, mm-hmm. those games. Let's say game one between Bobby Witt Jr. and the fight and whoever they play. <laughs> I'm assuming MLB Network can't. But, dude, that would be a great opportunity for, like, ESPN. Oh, yeah. and, uh, of course, all these networks are, are working for the owners. They don't work for the players. So, yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe we could find a way to illegally stream – I'll, uh, I'll grab a PS4 controller and I'll hold it up and we'll just play and like like I'm playing MLB the show <laughs> and just play the like the Rainier's the Storm Chasers game, watch Julio and Bobby just go back and forth and I can commentate like I'm playing the game. That's awesome. like that. That would be hilarious. I've so. seen people do that on Twitch. And there was I saw it, it was years ago, but a guy was streaming a UFC fight and he was playing on his like he had his uh, PS4 controller, like he was playing UFC three or whatever, trying to get away with pirating the stream on Twitch. Yep, definitely seen those too. Well, let's uh, let's move on here to the outfield, which I think the outfield is going to be an interesting situation in and of itself, even with the forty man additions, but. Um, this kind of did eliminate a lot of dudes and I think it's pretty much by default, Darren Blanco in left field. They did sign Jacoby Jones to a minor league contract. I think he goes to center field and I got Brewer Hicklin who probably starts in triple a anyways, playing right field, but even though he did play a lot of left and center, he's the only one of those three that really spent any time in right field, uh, recently. So I think Blanco, Jacoby Jones and Brewer Hicklin is a very athletic outfield that I am very interested in seeing. I have no stats to back it up, but it feels like Jacoby Jones probably hit like a buck 75 in his MLB career, but he hits about 430 against the Royals. It feels <laughs> like. <laughs> so this is a this is like a uh, Carlos Santana signing. It's like just we don't care where you are. You're just not like in the other lineup type of thing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who else they could send. Um, is Eric Cole still at the organization? Yes. They could send um, up to, him up there to, to roam around. I've got his um, and him as the fourth outfield, considering he I plays could, all four outfield spots. So I could see them putting Suli up there if they felt like he had a good spring and, you know, yeah. the, the cards broke his way. Like, I, I don't, I wouldn't rule that out. And I think, you know, especially that first, you know, two or three weeks that double A isn't playing then, right? Yeah. And if Suli, I, I don't think people realize if Suli would have been healthy last year, like even with the strikeout problems, if he would have been healthy last year, he would have hit like 35, 40 home runs in, in the minors again. And I, I know health is a part of it, but like I try not to hold health for hitters against them too much until we we just see it for years and years. And it's like Byron Buxton, the guy can't escape it. Mm. But for Suli, like – Dude was gonna hit. I mean, he hit what twenty three and ninety games or something ridiculous. Yeah, like he would have hit thirty five home runs with the strikeout rate, and people would have just been. I think people would be way more excited than they realize. So, I wouldn't. Be, I would. I would be surprised if he started the year in Omaha in a normal season. But if they can't have forty man guys, I could see him going up there and playing some DH, playing some right field, and and just, and just being there for the season to start. Yeah, but otherwise, I, I agree with you, Josh. I think Eric Cole is probably your backup. I think Fangraphs has Suli penciled in and AAA, and it just seemed like it was quite a big leap, especially with an unhealthy season. It seems like it would be, it would uh, benefit him in the long run to actually spend a good solid amount, at least start in AA, see where they're at. And yeah, then, and, and uh, in a normal season, happens. I agree 100. Yeah. So and I, I, I kind of wonder know. if they didn't, 
if they didn't like when they moved him up, it was a little bit, it was interesting. It was like, you could have left him in high A all year. Nobody would have said anything. Mm-hmm. But by moving him to double A, getting exposed to some pitching, it's almost like they wanted other teams to see how not big league ready he was. It's like, so they wouldn't draft him. But I also yeah. think he, he showed enough promise. It's like, would you really be surprised if he got drafted after that? So kind of interesting there for him. But for sure. I agree. The Jacoby Jones MLB career batting, batting average is 212. Hit 170 last year. Yeah, I just uh, looked it up. I, I just looked it up while you guys were talking. I think his career OPS against the Royals is only like 735. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it is, but it feels like whenever I watch a Tigers Royals game, it's always Jacoby Jones going two for four with two doubles and four RBIs. I'm like, <laughs> this dude is terrible. What are we doing? It 1000% feels that way. Yep. He's definitely one of those Matt Davidson types. You're just oh, like, God. What, what is happening? What? Why? <laughs> why? Davidson. He's a pitcher now, I think. He cool. is, and he's not bad. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, he's not hitting dingers. That's all I care about. That's fine. With the, uh, is Brett Eigner still pitching somewhere? Oh, good question. I don't I know. I figured the Dodgers were going to turn him into a big lead reliever, and he'd save at least 40 games at one, at one point. That wouldn't shock me. I – Long story was flying beer chugging story with Brett Eibner that you didn't want to tell earlier. No, I was <laughs> flying when they had that like eight inning or I'm sorry, eight run comeback in the ninth inning. Oh, yeah, oh, hell yes, yep. I was f- so with like airplane internet, what you don't get it as you start to descend, right? Like you lose it the closer you get to the ground. So, I, we were descending and the game cut off. The internet cut off, and it was like bottom of the eighth. We land. I so I didn't check. It. I thought we. Were, I thought for sure the game was just over. We land, get off the plane, go through customs, get our bags, get in the cab, get to the hotel, check in, got to my room, and the game was still going on. Yeah. It was like the eighth inning. Like it literally, if I'm not mistaken, the eighth and ninth innings took like an hour and three minutes or more. It was a long time. Yep. I do remember that game vividly. Were you? I thought you meant you were flying like emotionally from, from no, emotionally like in an airplane. <laughs> I was emotionally flying. No, no I don't think I was alone in those skies. I think a lot physically. of people were flying emotionally. Speaking of there. flying, I was watching Enemy of the State because somebody <laughs> recommended it. That's Turns out I'd seen that movie before. I forgot that I'd seen it. It'd been a long time, so it was good. To, it was good to watch it again. A couple couple plot twists I forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Will Smith's on the roof and he's taking shit off and throwing it over the building, somebody goes, well, did he throw his watch over the wheel, over the building? And then the guy responds, he goes, unless he learned how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bring it back to Will Smith just, all the time. Uh, the, the, I love in like really intense scenes and in movies and that some smart ass throws in like the, the, just the comic relief. Just the mm. snarky response; those are amazing. It's I love that style of humor. It's some of my favorite stuff. So uh, to get us back on track, real quick, I I'm sorry to be that guy, but I just want to keep <laughs> us keep us on track here, just so we, our tens of listeners actually pay attention here. Um, so what, what are we looking at for the, the Omaha pitching staff? Uh, how because well, obviously it's actually I, pretty good. Yeah, it's still going to be good, even with the guy like Zerpa, Heasley, Coar, Lynch, guys that that could possibly go down. Are, yeah. but it's still there's still a lot there like I you got, could have on one staff without all those other guys 
Austin Cox, Drew Parrish, Foster Griffin, Marcelo Martinez, um, Alec Marsh. That's that was the five that I came up with. Yeah. Jeffrey Del Rosario. Yep. Uh, they could move like hockey, Veneciano, Murdoch, Block. What would it surprise you if they just put Ace Lacy in there? Like they have a ton of guys they could throw at it and just see what sticks. Like Charlie Newweiler, I think you could just throw yep. all the way up and he could go handle himself. Um, and, and like they still have a lot of relievers. Like Erodis Viscano is not on the 40. I Sam love that signing, by the way. That might be my favorite signing. Yes. Josh Guy, it's like, it's like a yeah. better – it's almost like Domingo Tapia 2.0. Like, they both throw Ched with sink and a wipeout slider. Except Vizcaino's actually had some success, and I don't know if you can you can say that about him. Tapia wasn't bad. Like, there Not was about bad. a six – there's like a six-week stretch where he was really good in the seventh, eighth, and eight, seventh, eighth inning. Vizcaino, like, I was looking at his career numbers today. I was like, wow, like, eyebrow-raising – they got he got released from the Braves. I think it was because of health or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Mariners signed him, and then he got TJ. So he hasn't yes. pitched in like two and a half years, but he was working his way back in AAA yep. last year with the Mets. I have a buddy that was uh, that was pitching for the the uh, in the Mets organization. He was in AAA with this guy. You know, mm-hmm. he saw me tweet about the you know the Royals signing him. He texted me immediately and said that guy's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And he's probably my favorite teammate I've ever had. He is genuinely one nice. of the best and nicest dudes that he's ever been around in pro ball. So that again, kind of speaks to the guys the Royals like to have in their locker room. Like not only is he going to go out there and throw Ched, but he's also a really good locker room guy. He seemed like get a him. dude that like was going to absolutely make the team, no matter how he pitched in spring, like, oh, yeah. as long as he was healthy, he was making the big league roster type of thing. Yeah. I'm going to get a, like in the corner of my, I showed you on my corner of my basement, over my royal section when we do video podcasts in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get a section over here, and I'm gonna get a sign with the Casey Royals um, logos on it. it. Says "Nice guys win championships." <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I was waiting for like the locker room guy, just like locker room guy. <laughs> Big locker room guy. Maybe that's what it'll say. Yeah. Nice guys finish first. Nice guys finished first. Like, not defense, not pitching, uh, not the bullpen. Nice guys win championships. <laughs> nice guys win championships every 30 years. Yep. As long okay, as they throw you think some, about that, ched, though. some sinking ched, that'll, that'll do it. <clears throat> okay, so I was thinking about this the other day. 30 Major League Baseball teams. That means every time one team wins two titles within a 30-year window – you have guaranteed that one team will go 31 years without winning a title. Guaranteed. Yep. Right. So every time an AL team makes the World Series two years and 15, you've guaranteed it. Another team going to go 31 years without winning the World Series. Like some team probably is going to go 31 years without winning the World Series or more. So winning a World Series every 30 years in theory then is average. Yeah. So and the Royals, Royals are an average organization. No, they're better than that because they've not been around for 60 years yet, right? Correct. They got seven more years. So in theory, they are seven years ahead of schedule. You go try to sell that on Twitter, I dare you. I mean, if you think about it, that is like <laughs> like that is scary. Think about the Rockies. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, going to yeah. go 60 years without winning a World Series. They're going to be the Cubs or the Red Sox. Like, somebody has to do it. 
Because think about football. Tom Brady wins. Well, so I guess oh, the Patriots boy. win six in 20 years, was it? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. That yeah. means that some NFL team is going to go, oh, God, um, five and then like 47 years or more. No, 37 years or more. Like guaranteed somebody has to go 37 plus years without winning a Super Bowl. Like it's going to be a long time sure. before somebody wins it. And that's the, that's the nature of sports is, and that's why I always say, if you have a chance to go for it, sell the farm, buy the magic beans and go, because when you have an opportunity to go, it may feel like your window's open, but we're seeing it now with the Royals and with the Chiefs a little bit. Your window is never open as long as you think it is, mm. and it's going to be like a process to get back. Because you go to two, somebody's going 31 more years without winning a Super Bowl. Like somebody in the AFC will have to do it. You hear that, Bengals fans? Enjoy it this year because you're never coming back, ever. So, anyway, scary thought. Not but, even if there's a fire. Not even if there's a fire. <laughs> we got a uh, we got a fun little game on the other side of this. We'll be right back. All right, again, we are in peak off-season content here. Alex and I have talked about it uh, glowingly on this podcast many a time that our, our favorite band is the Turnpike Troubadours. They are back after a almost three-plus-year hiatus almost, and uh, they're touring again. Might be going to see him in April and might have to take out a second mortgage to go and see them play, but it might, it's going to happen. Anyways, Josh has uh, put together a, a little game for us again. This is, this is why we have the third man in the booth because he is creative like that. And he has put together a little, a little competition for Alex and I regarding the Turnpike Tributors. So we, we had originally talked about in the chat doing a finish this lyric, which I think really does show the depth of your guys' fandom, but I think literally four people would be listening to it at that point. So I'm going to mix it up here. We're going to do this a little bit. Is this a turnpike lyric or is it not a turnpike lyric? So we're going to go back and forth, do this like a scale, spelling bee contest. And I've got a, uh, uh, I got eight lyrics from eight different songs. I'll give you that clue that they're all songs. And you're going to tell me if it's a Turnpike Troubadour song or if it's not a Turnpike Troubadour song. And if you, whatever, I'll tell you if it's correct or not. And then if it is like a Turnpike Troubadour song, you're going to tell me what song it is. And if it's not a Turnpike Troubadour song, then you're going to tell me what song it is. To double the points. Yep. It'll be point by point. So correct answers are worth one point. And then we'll just keep going back and forth that way. So does that all sound uh, clear as mud? Good as not. Good enough for me. Okay. So I've got two different sets here. So I'm going to toss a coin. Nailed it. Somebody call it in the air. Heads. It's tails. So Joel's going to go first. I said tails. That's not what you said. No, Rip, I I said tails. Not doing this. This This is not the NFL. This is the court of Josh that we're in right now. Joel is going to go first. And I got two doors, Joel. And each one of them is a separate path. So you're going to choose door number one or door number two. Which set do you want? Go door number two. Door number two is an interesting uh, round here. So what I'm going to do here is I've got a text-to-speech thing going on. Um, so I'm going to put there this first lyric into the can I Can I give a caveat really quick? 100%. I don't know how much of this you said, 
already. I don't I don't remember exactly. But for those of you listening, Josh is not the biggest Turnpike fan in the world. And so when we're working on it. When <laughs> when some of these lyrics become I, I I'm a little worried about the free throws. That that there's gonna be a couple layups. And I don't, I don't know. I just want to give that caveat. I need, I need to see how in depth we went here. I'm very curious. I am. I am curious. But I'm building in a hedge now in case I lose. Okay. Hold on. A mental I'm, defense. I'm new to this whole Mac thing. So I'm still trying to figure out how to use everything. That's not correct. Copy and paste is way different on this. Fantastic radio. Yep. Great radio here. Okay. Here we go. Joel, I think we did test the audio so where you can hear what I can hear. So here is the first lyric that we have. Is this a Turnpike Troubadour song or not? I needed somewhere to hang my head. Without your noose, you gave me something that I didn't have, but had no use. I was too weak to give in, too strong to lose. Joel, is that a Turnpike Troubadour song? That is not. It is not a Turnpike Trudor song. Correct. That's good for one point. Can you tell me what it is? I like those sounded familiar, but like the the speech to text threw me off just enough that I yep. could not, I couldn't place it. Like it sounds familiar, but I can't, I can't do it. I can't figure okay. it out. Can you I just, steal? You just, yep, you can steal this. Yep. I was gonna sing it. Like I'm one of these days, I'm just gonna belt out in song, but I'm gonna give a shout out to my guy, David Grohl, the Foo Fighters best of you that is the best of you by the foo fighters correct okay. good yeah there we go best concert i've ever been to two and a half hours they was, are amazing I, I it was when dave Grohl broke his foot and he was just doing yep. the whole concert you were there the chair i was there two and a half hours of them doing i awesome was the guy stuff. on the floor <laughs> the the guy huh okay so my favorite part about that concert he for anybody who wasn't there so he calls his manager up on stage like at the end of the night and the manager and he are whispering back and forth. He goes, okay, everybody really quick. Let's call his manager, Tony, because I don't remember his name. He goes, hey, guys, it's Tony's birthday. Everybody say happy birthday, Tony. Oh, yeah. And the whole crowd goes, happy birthday, Tony. And he goes, Tony says we got to get off the stage in five minutes. Or I got to pay a fine. Everybody say F you, Tony. And the whole crowd <laughs> goes, F you, Tony. <laughs> and so he goes, he's like, the Foo Fighters, what we don't do anymore is pretend to walk off stage like we're done playing music and then come back on. Like, yeah. oh, my God, they just want us to play another one. He's like, so we're going to play five more songs, and then I'm going home. And then mm-hmm. they did, and it was outstanding. Great concert, like you said. Well done. They did a cover of Under Pressure, and somewhere mm-hmm. before or after, they, Dave Grohl said, if you ever find me in a bar and they're doing karaoke <clears throat> and you want to approach me, you don't want to like be weird about it. He's like, just put Under Pressure on and say, Dave, get up here. I just One of, those, one of these days – I'm going to find myself in a karaoke bar with Dave Grohl and I'm going to do exactly what I said. And it's just going to be me and him just broing out. That's awesome. Uh, number two, we're sticking with Joel. This is your sets. We're just going to clear your board and you're going to, going to, we're going to score as many points as we can here. So Joel, here's your next one. Is it a turnpike troubadour song or not? Well, that old scene is always coming to me. I see you standing with your husband and your child and you're a picture of strength and grace and beauty and me i'm just a fool and a supermarket owl that is turnpike that's seven and seven <laughs> it's so weird to hear these <laughs> that is correct on both fronts great job joe <laughs> this text to speak thing is just 
is just tickling me. In, in Someone's probably that... driving to work right now going, what the hell are these yep. guys doing? They're like, all right, this is not what I'm here for. This is we're done with this. We've already got your click, though. So thank you for watching. By the way, li- yeah. hit like and let us know how we're doing. <laughs> or maybe just let this one play. Or you can just let this one go. <clears throat> yep. All right. Number three. Is it a Turnpike song or not? This old world will spin again. Play me like a violin. Knock all of the wind out of my chest. Well, I don't mind you playing me. Just keep it in a major key. Now you're waking up and I can get some rest. That's Turnpike all time feeling like before. Bing to Bing Town. Bingo. Well done. Just need to drop so what is the score right now? Is it five to one? Five one. That's correct. All right. Let's I'm gonna lock this uh, or load this last one up here. Still could be a turnpike song, still could not be a turnpike song. Your your job to tell me. Okay, here we go. But did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can be seen? That's, that not, a term- that's not Turnpike, and I have no idea which song that is. It's not a Turnpike song. Alex, do you have a uh, guess as to what song it is? Been kissed by a rose. Judges? Um, correct. That's Kiss that- from a Rose. Kiss, fr- kiss from a Rose. Oh, okay. Kiss from a Rose. That. Is that Seal? Seal. Bingo. Nailed it. Yeah. When was the last time you heard that song in real time? Right now. I was gonna <laughs> make a. I was gonna. I, I was gonna make a your mom joke. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? This is just my third week. Don't go there yet. All right. So score six to two, and uh, Joel is done with his round. So I'm going to start with Alex's set here. He's walked through door number one, I believe, is what it was. I'm going to load it up. Here we go. Well, I heard you've been running with a wilder cast, playing hard and leaving fast. For a while, you had a blast. You were feeling 10 feet tall. Turnpike or no? Gonna be all right. You'll be, yeah, down here. Bingo. Well done. Yeah. Seems like you're right about this. Josh is not a fan, so he's going to pick out some obvious ones. Or <laughs> Honestly, maybe... you, you, you pulling out old time feeling was not one I would have expected. No, that was a good one. That was a, that was a good that was a good pick. The seven and seven one like you picked seven and seven, one seven of the most was... famous lines and one of the most fam- like literally if you if you I know you guys can't see but my face lit up. I started singing along. <laughs> yeah. Alex and I like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, we're going to chalk it up to a little bit of both then. A little bit of uh, Josh doesn't know and a little bit of you guys know it all. Number two, here we go. Throw your soul through every open door. Count your blessings to find what you look for. Turn my sorrow into treasured gold. You'll pay me back in kind and reap just what you've sown. Is that hey, a turnpike? No. Not a turnpike song is correct. <sighs> I feel like it's a really popular song. I feel like I know that line. Mm-hmm. I know that line, but I can't think of. Like, I can't think of. The if I get the artist right, does that count? Do I have to get the name of the song? Uh, let's give you a point five in there if you get the right right artist. Okay, it's definitely Adele. Correct. Oh. All her songs, they all wrote. They oh. <laughs> give that at your own risk, say, though, because if you give if you don't know it beyond I was that, Joel could say. Steal this. They all roll together for me, and then 
Yeah, it's rolling in the deep. It is rolling in the deep. Yeah. Well done. Well, way to get there, man. I literally was, yeah, rolled right into that one. So there you go. <laughs> so we're tied now, right? Six to six. Ooh. Two songs yeah. left. Ah, I'm screwed. <laughs> well, if I get one wrong here, you can. Oh, absolutely. Then I got to play for the tie. Yep. Could get real interesting here. All right. Round three. Here we go. I guess this is round seven more so. Here we go. Well, I'll be damned if she won't let you leave her line of sight with her left hand closed on a yellow rose, dying in the neon light. Is that a turnpike song or no? Yeah, hang on. I've got um, down here stuck in my head. (laughs) It's a curse. Curse of knowledge. It is. Um, Need an answer. Yes, I know you do. Um, Give me the answer. Roll to the answer. Boom, 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 boom. Five, four, three. Unrung. That bell can't. Yes. Bang. Nailed it at the last Uh, second. Rolling into hear the intro in my head, and I could Mm -hmm. not for the life of me get the words out. Well done. Dying in a neon light. Song was a little little interesting. I was looking at those (laughs) lyrics. If you haven't heard the song, here is like the opening um bit in some capacity. He's like he says basically, you've got a Chevrolet as old as her. Hell you Mm -hmm. bought it new. (laughs) That is my favorite opening. Favorite one of my favorite openings. I try here. to stay away from hooks, choruses, and openings because it seems like those are the obvious ones. So, all right. So we got Alex winning at eight to six so far. Big one final point. round here. Do you have a tiebreaker ready? I don't. So no, we're just going to end in a tie and kiss her sisters, if you will. I know so, we're not. Uh, Joel and I are going to go lyric to lyric for lyric back and forth to one of us misses. I think. Uh, I think the tiebreaker is the coin toss that you lost. <laughs> Just get get after it here. This ain't the NFL. (laughs) I did say that earlier. Uh, All right. Round eight. If anybody's still listening, thank you. Here it is. When are you going to come down? When are you going to land? I should have stayed on the farm. I should have listened to my old man. Is that a turnpike song? No, owns. it's not. It's not a turnpike song. That's correct. So Alex has won officially, but I am curious to hear your guesses as to who this is. Follow down the yellow brick road. Follow me down the yellow brick road. I feel like that's the name of the song. I'm somewhere between the Beatles and yellow, their yellow submarine. And is it Billy Joel? that sings down the yellow brick, follow me down the yellow brick road or mm, Elton John or Billy Idol, Billy Joel, Billy Eilish. It's, it's not the Beatles. It's something about the yellow brick road. And I don't know. I won. What is it? I, I got nothing. So 
nothing it is goodbye yellow brick road from sir elton john goodbye yellow brick road Mm -hmm. i heard he was in kansas city recently but i did not hear that until after he played it depends on if you're thinking it because he said he was in kansas city but his tweet the next day was like thank you arkansas city (laughs) so close Real close. That, that was the first one for me. I've heard a lot of, you know, Kansas City, Kansas, or Missouri issues, but I've never heard of, say, Arkansas City. So there, there no, it is. That is funny. I've never heard. That is, that is like, now I'm like pondering, how do you mess that up? Like, how do you, it reminds me of that video. It's like, how is this one Kansas and this one is not Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is certainly a, a man from overseas that, He's either making a really funny joke or just completely confused and no one just telling him differently. Yep. Yeah, got huh. a tough K rate when you come through the through the Midwest for Elton John, apparently. So that's the game. Congratulations. It's obvious that Alex is the true Turnpike Troubadours fan of this podcast. So, Joel, I think legally fair, we you... both had a 100% hit rate eh, on the Turnpike on the, songs. On the Turnpike songs. On the did. Turnpike songs. Yeah. I am just not as cultured as Alex. <laughs> culture music, old music is like the one game where i would succeed at like if there yeah. was if there was ever a game somebody put like squid games and they're like you have to play one squid game what would it be it'd be the music one just throw start singing song lyrics let me guess a song because that would be by far the best shot i had of leaving there alive yeah i'm just dead in squid game or yeah, movie 100 right. dead I'm i could probably just... do movie quotes I could probably do a movie quote too, especially if Will Smith is the movie quote. Let's, Let's talk about the bracket here. really quick. I want to see. I want to know if you guys think anything of okay, like preface this for our listeners that may not have followed. I, I know movies really stuff. well, and you brought up some that I had never heard of. So there was a couple in there that I had okay. never heard of. So let's go back to round so one. Alex is in quarantine, and he's been watching Will Smith movies for the last two to three days, and so he decided on our Twitter account to. Just do a bracket of Will Smith movies. You to legally fair, can't do brackets till March, by the way. Let's to be fair, I there. don't have a personal Twitter account, and there's twelve thousand people that follow us. I thought it would be cool to have lots of people's opinions about the Will Smith thing. I'm bored. I can't be around my kid and wife too much. I was like, you know what? I want to know what the people think about Will Smith. There's never been a time where you can figure out so quickly until until today. No. So let's go through round one really quick. Aladdin beat After Earth. Aladdin was the number one seed by Rotten Tomatoes scores, which I thought was just absurd. Yeah. That's probably the Disney bias. I mean, whatever. Number two seed. That, you can't, their, their Aladdin was the least charismatic actor I've ever seen in a Disney movie. It's just tough. It was Will Smith. Character. No, I mean, he was a genie, but the actual Aladdin. Oh, oh, Aladdin. My bad. Yes. He was so, yes. I don't know. I was just out on him. Yes. I could have taken Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> I mean, he he was pretty verbal on Twitter wanting it, and I, I would have loved Kumail in it. Is he, Kumail, is he, what? Um, he was in the Eternals. He's a, yeah. He's in a lot of, a lot of things recently. He's yes. jacked. Jacked. Two seed, though, the rightful number one seed, in my opinion, uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Beat Men in Black 2 by a whopping 68 to 32. So, Men in Black 2, I get them confused. I haven't watched those yet. I'm saving those for tomorrow, my last day of quarantine. Is that with <laughs> Boris the Animal? 
Oh, it's been so long since Island? I watched those movies. Let me pull that I, one up. I don't know. That matters. Because <laughs> that was my favorite one. Men in Black 2. I mean, Knoxville's was... in it. Will Smith is, yeah, very good. So is um Rosario Dawson. Yeah, is this the one with uh no, this is not the one with Boris the Animal didn't look like. Let me see which one is Boris the Animal because now I'm is that Shalou? number three? David Cross, they got some dudes in here, got some people. I don't know, three was three the one that they went back in time with Josh Brolin? Yes. Who, who was a great Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, Josh Brolin rocks his shit anyways, but yes, him being able or to the animals like men in black three. That is my favorite one. That movie is hilarious. I don't know why I think it's hilarious. Probably because it's the worst one of the three, but that's <laughs> fun. So pursuit of happiness beat men in black Two. focus edged out bright by one vote, which I thought was awesome. Improbable oh. comeback focus was getting whooped. Um, when I went to bed, had a nice comeback uh, this morning. Focus. Maybe the most underrated Will Smith movie. I think Focus is great if you are a fellow degenerate. Um, Suicide Squad, number 21 seed, edged out number four seed Gemini Man. The five seed Men in Black beat out Hancock. Hancock is a hilariously terrible movie. Bad Boys beat Hitch, which I was actually surprised at how bad it beat Hitch because I know people love Hitch. Like I think Hitch is fine, but people love Hitch. Did you have Bad Boys 3 in this bracket, by the way? No, it was too recent. Oh, okay. Because it got good oh. reviews. I was, I was surprised. Yeah, I threw out the 2020-2021 the movies, ah. mostly because I haven't seen them. Um, Independence Day beat out Legend of Bagger Vance, which... Yeah, that's a tough fair. one. That's, that's a tough matchup. Seven Pounds got whooped up on by Ali, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I Am Legend had the biggest win of the day, over concussion, which is hilarious. <laughs> Men in Black Three <laughs> beat out Where the Day Takes You. Yeah, that was one I never heard of. Yeah, and then I Robot whipped up on Six Degrees of Separation, no. second biggest spread of the day. In round two, I Robot whooped up on Aladdin. Pursuit of Happiness whooped up on Men in Black Three. I Am Legend beat Focus in a huge. Just an overwhelming victory. Yeah, that should be the case. Ali whooped up on Suicide Squad, which I found interesting. Men in Black got beat by Independence Day. Ooh, that's a bad boys. Bad boys beat Bad Boys too, which I thought was ooh. And Bad Boys won by like fifty percent. So we get to round three. Let me find round three here. Oh, Um, by the way, enemy of the enemy of the state has already been propelled into the final four because I left it off. I Robot is getting doubled up on by Bad Boys. Okay. Pursuit of Happiness is getting whooped up on by Independence Day. That is a tragedy. That's Pursuit tough. of Happiness is one of the best movies ever and is getting, I mean, 20 burgered by Independence Day. But Independence I Am Legend, Day is incredible. It is a great movie. And I Am Legend is beating Ali by like 70%. Wow. So. Nobody wants that dramatic shit. Everybody wants the action, baby. So, I am legend has a chance to win this, which is interesting because I did not think it would. It's like the 15th seed. Um, but this is the official one. Rotten Tomatoes can go to hell. This is the official Will Smith movie bracket. <laughs> um, anything in there that surprises you? I want to get your guys' top three Will Smith movies. Oh, man. Yeah, Pursuit of Happiness won for sure. 
I cried when I watched that movie the first time. Yeah, dude. So I, I was God. I I don't even know if I was in middle school. I think I think I was in elementary school, but I remember going to see that. He must have had on some really nice pants. <laughs> Top three, Joel. What's number two? Men in Black, probably. And then I don't know why I like this one, but I think it's just because it's mindless. But Hancock, dude, it is such a awesome, like, horrible movie. It's like Deadpool before Deadpool. Like it's the apathetic, yeah. like hero kind of like anti-hero basically like i don't know there's just the, something about it that just makes me chuckle because playing i off jason bateman was the uh <laughs> yeah. was the good uh back and forth that deadpool has kind of combined hancock and bateman in that movie yeah it is <laughs> good job it got, it got interesting but also weird when they started talking about it being angels and stuff i was like that's an interesting spin on it but I, i'm not here for that i'm here for just like flying and just don't get me don't get me humanizing these superheroes look if you don't stop talking his head is going up <laughs> <laughs> such a i mean that is one of my favorite like nacho like okay so it's obviously not as bad as nacho libre nacho libre <laughs> is a horrible movie that i will watch every time it's on because i laugh Jack black like anything with i Jack laugh black, yeah. for hours at nacho libre the Ooh. scene where he is eating a sandwich and every time they pan back to him the sandwich is like in a different phase of being eaten like he's halfway <laughs> through the sandwich and they pan back to him and he's got a full sandwich again they pan back it's almost gone they pan back it's half eaten again like like see get that corn out of my face like scenes like that, I will laugh forever at. But like Hancock's not that bad, but it's like that level of like bad movie. But I will watch it every time it's on because it's that, so. Fun. That's generally how I like movies. Like I'm all for like a good, cin- you know, cinematic masterpiece and like the best movies out there. But I love mindless, terrible, good movies. Oh yes, like yes. that's that's my favorite type because like people that watch horror movies for fun, like why would you intentionally want to be anxious and like nervous watching a movie when you can sit back and mindlessly laugh at something because nothing else fills my brain with adrenaline joel mm. uh <laughs> I, I mean i think it's pursuit of ha- happiness it's uh probably i am legend i think that's a very good like sunday hangover movie yes like, <laughs> it, 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 the kids are gone you're stuck in uh off you know and you're not on kid duty so I think that's a pretty good bar rescue and I am legend are pretty solid as far as that that goes third spot. I'm kind of partial to bad boys too. I love that soundtrack top T to B that soundtrack is fantastic. Shake your tail feather is should go into the time capsule of uh, cultural relevance in my eyes. So I love me some shake, shake your tail feather, but also bad boys too is probably in my, uh, my top trio. But Enemy of the State is also very good. Speaking of Jack Black, great cameos in, in uh, Enemy of the State. Jack Black, Barry Pepper. I think is Seth Green in that. Is he the man in the van? Uh, John Boyd. Yeah, just really good cameos in that. Barry Pepper. I don't know if I said his name, but he's in that as well. So yeah, my, that's my that's my top three, and maybe with a honorable mention of Enemy of the State. My top three varies. The two that don't ever leave are I Am Legend and Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. But the third spot, I could go anywhere from Men in Black, three, Bad Boys, the original, 
Focus, and iRobot. Independence Day have, probably in there too. I, I I like that movie, but like I would have voted for whatever it's beating right now. To like I don't hmm. know, it's not. It's, I wouldn't have it in my top five. No, those um, other movies had Goldblum in them. I love Goldblum. I like I I love the the psych, psychological aspect of Focus, um, but my third one is probably Bad Boys. That is. You talk about just a great comedy with a good plot. Mm. I I love that that role for Will Smith is just is perfect for him. Like his it, his whole persona fits it. It was kind of the same thing. Like his whole rap persona was I'm not I don't curse I don't I don't say dirty things. It's kind of like Bob Saget when you realize he wasn't Danny Tanner in real life. Yes. So yep. my whole childhood, my whole childhood was like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, Will Smith the rapper, Big Willie style. Didn't cuss, didn't have to, yay! And then you get bad boys uh, in your life. You're like, whoa! <laughs> I now that you say that, I am disappointed. One of your lyrics tonight wasn't from Party Starter. <laughs> or <laughs> I could hit you with some Miami. What was another? What was the other big song like in that in that second wave of Will Smith music? It was, whoa! I'm was the hard Getting jiggy with it was no the from the one. next wave, the second wave. Willennium, or Will Two K? That's what it was. Nah, there was another really popular song, and like I'm talking like later, like I was, like, borderline in high school when he released another set of music. Didn't he do another round of Switch? Black? Switch. Oh, it was Switch. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> I totally forgot about that song. Honest question. If you played, uh, I will do this experiment and I will report back next week. I don't know that I can play Getting Jiggy With It in a high school classroom. I'd have to review the lyrics. It's not bad. I don't think Assuming so. that it checks out, I will play it for teenagers and ask them if they know the song. I guarantee you. 90% of them say, yeah, I know that song. And 1% will know who sings it. Yeah. It's a damn shame. Big Willie. How style. many others? Like, there, there are songs like that, though, that, like, every person will be able to recognize a song and have absolutely no clue where it came from. That's a TikTok video if I've ever heard one. I'm going to let you handle that. I'm not I a big uh, do talker. That. You're I'm up, Joel. TikToker. You're the, you're the youth of this podcast. Yeah. Joel, you got the TikToks from now on. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, I'll, consult, actually, I'll, I'll consult tucker franklin on that one yeah you sent me the first good tiktok i've ever seen today that was a good tiktok it was josh it was literally like this this kid um with a piece of mail in his hand and the the caption on the thing said uh 18 when you're, when you're year old eight, 18 year olds when russia goes to war with ukraine and it's the it blues like, clues music of he just got a letter <laughs> We just got a letter. And then pretty soon it's the intro to unfortunate or the fortunate unfortunate son. son. <laughs> I'll, I'll send I'll send it to you. But it, I saw that today and I I died. I don't know how many teenagers that I know could survive. Like they would have to move the draft from like 18 year olds to like 25 year olds just to get like that. Get the I generation. What do they call them? The the I gen. You got to get them out of there. So you got to go from, you got to start at like 26. Otherwise, we have no shot. Ukraine will just become Russia. Mm. Listen, that's listen. too heavy for this podcast. All right. Yeah. That's, that's a little too heavy <laughs> for this podcast. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? <laughs> I, I need better beer chugging from Tyreek Hill. End of story. 
Any any other thoughts? Um, who are we rooting for in the Super Bowl? Rams. I want to see. I want to see Matt Stafford get a ring. Me too. I'm officially done with the Joe Burrow hype. So give me Rams by two touchdowns. I will say if if the Bengals win, the narratives will be oh, uncontrollable, insufferable. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're still going to be insufferable because, like we discussed last week, people want to bury the Chiefs so bad that I I said it last week, and I still will contend that we're going to see in, like, July when they do the quarterback power rankings, Mahomes will be sixth. We're already there. I mean, that's already a thing regardless of what happens. That's where we are. He'll be sixth in the AFC. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like I'm I'm ready for some – like Dan Orlovsky or Ryan Clark or some just hot take machine person that is just loud and not correct 80% of the time that they're going to have Mac Jones ahead of Patrick Mahomes going into next season. It's going to happen. This, this halftime show has big time potential. I'm, I'm very hopeful. in that. Yes. I'm ready for like Snoop Dogg to do just something so inexplicably hilarious that all the, People on Twitter that love to be offended by everything are going to be outraged. How dare he do this as if they didn't know what was going to happen when you put Snoop Dogg in a friggin' halftime show? They're not going to watch it because there are going to be protests in some way. I can't Outside decide. Somewhere. It's like when it's like when Snoop Dogg brought strippers to KU for night, late night at the Fog, and people were outraged. It's like you brought friggin' Snoop Dogg to this thing. What did you expect? They were not strippers. They were acrobatic dancers. Sorry, they they were acrobatic dancers that just happened to have like poles by them. You know. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, my my final thought on the night would be, um, I don't know if you guys have ever fell asleep with your socks on. It is the most uncomfortable, worthless. I don't. I. I. I don't know how people sleep with their socks on. So I'm going to leave it at that. You sleep with your socks on. Go to your nearest hospital. Tell them, and they will take care. <laughs> I fell asleep with my socks on earlier. It, like, <laughs> it is felt like there was more coming there. Like <laughs> I don't want to put breathe. them. I don't want to put them back on now. Like I am. Oh I've been. I don't know. I just I I am freezing in my basement, and I just mm. refuse to put my socks back on because I don't want to fall asleep with them on again. That was un, that was so uncomfortable. But it was like one of those things where I was asleep, and it's like I don't want to physically wake myself up to take them off, and so mm. I didn't, and I regret that decision so much. Fair enough. So my my final thought is uh, I I love college basketball season. It as much as Oklahoma State is awful this year. Uh, I don't, I like watching. So there's been some awesome games in the last week or so while we were recording Arkansas beat number one, Auburn uh, in uh, Fayetteville, they stormed the court, obviously. And then there's a video of Eric Musselman, the head coach of Arkansas. He is leaving the floor. I guess he had shoulder surgery or something. So he has a sling on and you just see, he is getting escorted out by security with his shirt off. How he was I'm watching that video right now. <laughs> yes. He, he had someone in the scrum in the middle of the floor. He didn't leave. He was in the middle of the students and his shirt is off being escorted away by security. So I respect the hell out of that man is what I'm, I'm getting at here. Uh, that is amazing. That might be the best video I've seen in 2022 so far. Wow. This man is partying with his shirt off. Huh? Well done. Good for him. Did you guys see the gear the Lids is coming out with? For oh, is it Lids? 
Yeah, it's Lids with the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. I think we got like a Homestead mm. Grays and Monarchs, and I think there's one more. Hat that Monarchs right jersey and hat combo. Oh, I want it so bad. Oh, I might. I might they had a lot of teams in there. They had the what do they call them? The I saw the, the Homestead Grays for sure. One of my favorite hats is it, is it the Black Fives or? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to look for great. sure. But yeah, like that. That whole release is going to be really awesome. And anything to to continue to put light on the Negro Leagues uh, and the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in general. Uh, I'm 100% in support of that. So that that is going to be really cool when they when that yeah. does drop. I'm going to need the, to purchase the gear that. The gear that Lids dropped was so cool looking. Like, yeah, it's about a great way to support. Like the the jersey hat combo they released for the Monarchs will be in my closet mm-hmm. soon, like very soon. Okay, so one more thing before we get out of here. Um, I don't know if y'all saw. So the Kansas City Monarchs, the independent league team in Kansas City, Kansas. Do you see the Savannah Bananas are coming to play a couple of games in May? I just like discovered and like was exposed to the Savannah Bananas. Yeah, I, but, I had no idea what they so were. They're playing and they're taking the Savannah Banana, the Banana Ball rules, and they're coming to Kansas City to play two games against the Monarchs before their season hmm. starts. Wow! So if you haven't, I think the first, I think one of the games is already sold out. Uh, but if you have the opportunity to go and watch that, especially if you have young explain, kids, explain like, to them what the Banana Rules are, real quick. There's so many of them. I don't know how to describe it. Just go online and look at any videos of the Savannah Bananas. Like it's more truly just entertainment baseball. Yeah, it's not standard rules. Like some really random stuff. But it's really just meant to be like entertaining and enter- in entertainment in general. If you have young kids and you want to take them to a baseball game, but you know you're not going to be able to sit through a you know a three plus hour game and try and get them to sit and watch a standard game. This is a perfect opportunity to have kids exposed to baseball in a very fun, meaningful, interesting way. So I'm, I'm excited that they're going to come to Kansas city and do this because what they're doing for the game of baseball is awesome. Let me, let me read through really quick, like the rules they have at the top of their website, because it, it it is hilarious. So like they, they play skins. So it's every inning is one or zero. So like in the, in the eighth inning, you could have lost the, you know, you could lose inning number one, 12 0. It doesn't matter. You are down one nothing. Um, two hour time limit. You can't step out of the batter's box. You're not allowed to bunt. You can steal first base. Uh, there's no walks. Uh, there's a one on one showdown if there's a tie. There's no mound visits. Um, and then if a fan catches a fly ball in the air, you're out. That's so awesome. Like, there, are, there are all kinds of cool. Um, rules like joel said that make the game like the fans are physically involved like what an advantage for the home team by the way so um but it's outstanding it is outstanding content you've never seen Hmm. keep that in mind and with that we will be back next week as you can tell with this episode we have no plan for a little bit so (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk to y'all soon take care guys